Hello everybody, welcome back to Inside Voice with Martha's Mind. It has been, I feel like I'm saying this at the start of every single episode, but it has actually been a long time since I've recorded an episode because I've been away at a festival, which has been so much fun. And I was having a chat with my mom and we were trying to describe why I liked festivals so much. And the only way I can describe it is it's an immersive escapism where the festivals that I go to at least, it's all about those humans that do struggle maybe a little bit of real life that need to let go, fully let go with anything outside, completely immerse themselves into a character, into um, a time where they don't have to think about anything on the outside. I love day-to-day living. I love normality. I like simplicity and mundaneness because I find it also wonderful to be in because it's calming. I also need to break it up as well. There is just something so magical about festivals where people, you meet people naturally, organically at yes maybe your happiest self because you're probably on a lot of substances, you're probably very drunk you're with your friends, you feel in a very safe environment, festivals, you know, again, as somebody who really struggles a lot with social anxiety and being out of routine, I never feel safer than I do at a festival, there is something so safe about that world that you go into for, you know, three, four, five days, so I am coming back now feeling a little bit drained, you know, festivals are hard work, but feeling very refreshed at the same time. Yeah, I guess I wanted to talk an episode about misconceptions around mental health because, you know, I think a week before I went to this festival, I had one of the hardest weeks I've had in a very long time regarding my mental and also physical health. And although it's something that I'm not personally willing and wanting to share at the moment, I had to say to, you know, friends that I was being invited to, I'm really sorry, I'm having a really tough week. And then of course, the next week, they all see me at a festival and they're like, oh, like, you know, things could look really well for me. And and I, I think with mental health always being something that can be quite secretive and something that can be like, I will tell you I'm having a tough time, but I can't but then the next week I'm able to go and do something, you know, very extroverted and very confidently. And I never want people to think, oh, just because you're one thing means you have to be that one thing all the time. With mental health, it's not a case of you're having a bad day, a bad week, and then you no longer have the issues anymore. Or for instance, like you can go and, you know, have a bad week, but then what? what's to say you can't go out then with your mates and, you know, be happy again because mental health mental health generally isn't about being a feeling and constantly only being that feeling it's ebbs and flows and your mental health is allowed to ebb and flow and your emotions ebb and flow now your mental health condition is a condition it's not necessarily going to be present 
in everything that you do in every single day, it's going to ebb and flow as well. And that's not to say that you have any less of an issue just because you're happy one week and then sad the next, or you're anxious one week and then you feel completely unanxious the next week. That is one big misconception around mental health is it's not a constant, it will change, it will fluctuate. And do allow yourself to be okay with the fact that it's it's always going to be changing and it doesn't mean you have any less of a problem now. It means you're managing it better. It's all about managing your mental health. Generally, again, as a general rule, it's managing. It is trying to keep it on the right side of good. And that is sometimes more easily doable than other weeks. You know, sometimes we just have a better grips on how to look after our minds better than we do other weeks or other days. And I know I've always struggled personally because when I say to people very honestly, I'm having a really tricky week, but then again, they'll see me the next week and they'll they'll see me go out and they'll see me be sociable and they'll see me do all these things. And it doesn't mean that that week prior... I wasn't having the toughest of times. It means that I've been able to get myself out of a place and cope and manage and continue. And life is continuing on. It, it doesn't have to stop just because we are having tough moments. You're, you're going to have your tough moments and you don't have to dwell in it. You don't have to allow yourself to stay stuck in it. When the moment's right, when you're ready to, you, you can have your good days again. And I, yeah, I really say this from, I guess, my own compassionate self is you just don't have to constantly be feeling like the mental health that you struggle with. That wasn't even the first misconception of mental health, but it is a really good point. Another misconception around generally mental health conditions, issues, is that mental health conditions is that you can only take care of your mental health condition when you actually have one. And I mean, I feel like we generally know now that we're told all the time is to look after your mental health. You need to go on two walks a day. You need to do an hour of meditation, an hour of yoga, an hour of cooking for yourself, an hour of journaling. And I understand the theory and the principle around that we're saying that your mental health should always be looked after, no matter if you're officially diagnosed with something, whether you've self-diagnosed, whether you see yourself as having the issues or whether you're just very blindly like putting stuff to the side. We always should have the things in life that we do because it makes us feel happy, but we don't have to label it as like mental health conditioning to better it and strengthen it but and we don't have to label anything that we do as a way of you know having to better ourselves in some shape or form because that always feels like it's a constant like I must improve I must look after myself I must I must I must I do lots of things that I don't realize that are actually really good for me until I don't do them and yes in some regards that I know when I haven't done particular things I'm like oh I really good should go and do that because I know it's good for my headspace but if I'm always constantly thinking oh my gosh I have to look after my mental health today and if I haven't gone for this walk then I'm going to stress later and then I'm going to be blah 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 that's also really draining really uh, I don't want to say this word but toxic for yourself and it doesn't allow yourself to breathe and have your days off as well I'm always about exercising I'm always about journaling getting your feelings out but am I doing it to the detriment of if I don't do it then I'm gonna feel shit well 
that just feels counterproductive of the activity of why I do it in the first place. So it's important to have those things in place. It's also important as well to allow yourself to not do those things when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling not in the mood to journal, when you're not in the mood to go for that walk in the evening. It's cold, it's wet, it's rainy. Don't push it. (laughs) You don't have to. But it is always really good to look after your mental health regardless if you don't have depression, you don't have anxiety, you should always look after it. It's physical as well as mental health. It's you walk so you're able to have longevity with the body that you've got and you do your mental health stress relieves because your brain is exactly the same as your body the vessel that you carry our brain isn't going anywhere and it's going to be the same brain until we die look after it but don't stress out about trying to look after it (laughs) which is so contradictory isn't it it's just like so like so another mental health misconception is that people with mental health needs often struggle with kind of tolerating the stress of a job and holding a job down. Now, I personally find this misconception interesting because I haven't yet proved this wrong. <laughs> so I, but I will just say generally, we we know jobs are stressful and we could actually find a job that we love, but there's always going to be elements of stress to any single job. And also when you do have a mental health condition that if stress gets involved, it can heighten it, make it worse. And therefore, you know, if we have a stressful job, how on earth does that help us with our mental health? The thing is when we feel that we are in a job that we can be honest with the bosses, with our employees, with our co-workers, and also when we're in a job that we feel we can manage, that we can do, that we don't feel like we're in an imposter syndrome situation where we always feel like we're on edge of doing something wrong, is going to inflict on your mental health daily with regards to the job. But if you find a job that you do most of the time, 80%, 70% of the time enjoy, and yes, you find the stressful part stressful, nobody likes the stress, of course we don't, but it's all very manageable and you have that safe situation, of course you can hold down a job. And of course you can deal with the stresses of it. And of course as well, you're allowed to have those days when you really do struggle to cope with it. But it's being able to, as I say, having the openness around the job itself and being able to have flexibility with speaking to your boss, maybe having um, a more flexible schedule, maybe you do go part-time or maybe you end up just changing the hours or uh, I don't know, like being able to work from home if you can, if that makes you feel better or being able to work in an office if that makes you feel better and things like that. I think this day and age as well, we're getting a lot easier with being more flexible around the jobs we have. Now, the reason that I sort of laugh about this misconception is because me personally, this isn't actually something that I can say I can do. I am 24 years old and the only job that I've ever been able to hold down is no job. I was self-employed and I couldn't even hold down my own (laughs) self-employment. I'm laughing because I have ownership over it and it doesn't make me feel any less okay it just means that I haven't found my perfect eh, perfect's too strong of a word 
I haven't found the right ideal working situation that works for me yet. And that's fine. I'm 24. I'm in no, I'm in no rush. I'm going to be working until I'm at least 70 by now. So if at 24, I don't know, that's fine. And I don't really care. As long as I, you know, have enough money in the bank, as long as, you know, I can still enjoy the things that I like to do in life, then that's okay if I haven't found the right working situation for me. But that's not to say that I won't. And I do know as well that I was never honest with my employers or even with myself. Like, even though, yes, I was self-employed, I was employed, I was sort of semi-employed by a gym as well, like when you're in PT. So I was never really also honest with the people that I was around in my work environment. And I didn't say to them, listen, I have mental health issues where there will be days where at the drop of the hat I'm gonna have to say I can't come in and I need to be able to feel comfortable to tell you and maybe we think of a contingency plan of what to do when that happens and let's work together but I didn't I didn't do that I should have and that's something that I'm willing to now do in my next kind of employment situation and that's something that I can learn but yeah that's not to say that I can't hold down a job or people with mental health conditions can't they absolutely can it's just finding that right environment it's all about environment it's all about being open and finding that job that does give you most of the time fulfillment and hopefully not too stressful but the thing is round jobs they are going to be stressful it's how you manage the stress and everybody can manage the stress even mental health conditions you find the ways you manage. That is kind of the point. We're given this canvas when we grow up. This is how the world is. We look at the world and how we react to it is either socially normal and acceptable or we end up finding our own other coping mechanisms that mainly aren't what everybody else does but they work for us and that I guess in a nutshell is the term masking for autistic people. Masking how we feel, therefore learning how to react to the world based off the social norms that we are brought up around. Or on the flip side, again, if we don't know how to understand our brain, we end up having lots of meltdowns, feeling like the world has ended because we don't know how to react to these situations in life because we're not taught and because yet we haven't found our own coping mechanisms to know yet and that also comes with time that comes with appreciation of your own mind and that also comes with a lot of understanding and acceptance from people around you and towards yourself in the long run that was a little bit of a left-winged tangent but I like it (laughs) so a misconception around mental health is that mental health problems are permanent. Well, the thing is, we know nothing in life is permanent. Absolutely nothing, not even life itself. And so, of course, this is a misconception. Of course, yes, you might really struggle with anxiety now. You might really struggle with anxiety for a very long time. Is that to say you will always struggle with something? Absolutely blooming not. The thing is, as I said earlier, everything in life ebbs and flows. Our moods, our clothes sizes, our personal preferences around food choices, what kind of weather we like, what kind of people we like to be around, what kind of music we like. I don't think there's anything that really is 
forever constant. Nothing. Like even waking up every day. You wake up but you could wake up very differently every day. That's why mental health really isn't permanent. Looking after your mental health is of course needed but the permanency of how it's going to be is never a guarantee which is why I think people then as I said earlier it's okay if one week you're having a really hard time with your problems and then the next week you're feeling really great and those mental health problems just don't seem to be at all affecting you as they were and that's really okay and I do think we have to give ourselves lots of leniency around the fact that things do move all the time. Ah, this is a really interesting misconception actually because this misconception is saying that addiction is a lack of willpower. Now, as somebody who, when I was struggling with binge eating disorder, was slash is, a lot, a lot, a lot of different therapists that I went to, it all sort of started from the fact that I had an addiction around food. Now, food is a really interesting mental health condition because the mental health condition has an actual physical um, action to it, which is the food element. And we all know that food, food has no mental health, food has no feelings. Food often with mental health issues is just the byproduct of how we are able to, how to best say this, it's how we exert our mental health feelings and it's being thrown out into the world and often we attach that mental health coping mechanism to food because food is a constant everyday thing that we have to do interact with. So for a lot of people food is like a really easy attachment to grab onto when their mental health is struggling but as I just said it's not really about the food eating disorders are never about the food so when I was seeing a lot of therapists regarding binge eating and they always related to addiction this is an addiction and it's the lack of willpower that you have around it are you eating enough food I often and again I say this as a nutritionist who did have food studies and you know psychological studies around food It was very tricky to try and communicate to the therapist that I had saying, I know my binge eating is beyond the food and it's not about the food. The food is the only way that I can cope around my mental health and this mental health condition that I have, as I say, it's an outward projection of how I'm feeling internally, but it's not at all about the addiction of food. It's not. I have days where I don't feel addicted. Therefore, is it therefore an addiction? You could argue if we don't think about it every day, then it's not an addiction. Or if you have moments of where like you have off days, it could still be an addiction. You're just having like one of those off days. I just think addiction is a whole different kettle of fish around mental health. Oh, again, it's not about willpower. It's so, so, so far from that. It is addiction is about that mental health play recorder in your brain that is going round and round in circles and we don't know and have the ability to turn off that cog that switch that allows us to carry on with life without having that cog turn 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 the voices turn 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 and we just don't know how to cope without it and of course with therapy you should learn those techniques to be able to 
carry on with your day without having this inner voice keeping you trapped inside a loophole. And that's really what addiction is about. But this is why binge eating isn't at all about addiction. And it's very hard to try and communicate with that with therapists who I had a lot of respect for and time, but they didn't have understanding around binge eating, which is a whole different mental health condition that is not to be put in the same category as people who have an addiction to porn or sex or gambling because I can function days, weeks, not quite months for me, but people can go months without having a binge. Like you can live very normally without it. Yeah, overall, the misconception around addiction being a lack of willpower is so far from true. It's not at all about willpower. Like the, and as we know, often, especially when it comes to public health initiatives, sorry, this is about food chat, but when it comes to public health initiatives, obviously the way that government usually try and get food messages out is to say that we're obese because we don't know how to uh, cope with our addiction to food, which is far from the case. We have willpower in society. It's just the thing is we are fed so much information around food. How on earth are we meant to stop these messages continually happening? We're trying to look the other way. We're trying to do better, trying to eat better. Willpower is far from it. If we're fed something uh, again and again and again and again and again, how on earth are we meant to just look the other way and turn the other way? Of course we're not. We're humans. And I always feel like the government are very much victim blaming in the fact that we have an obesity uh, epidemic and they are blaming the consumers when actually it is far from consumer. We are unfortunately the last people in the chain of messages of what the government have always tried to basically shovel down our throats is because the thing is they know the economy survives better when people are spending money at food chains, often fast food chains, because, I mean, let's be real, fast food is tastier. Chemically, it's tastier. Our brains react with that dopamine hit when we eat tasty food. Obviously, tasty food can come in many different shapes, forms and sizes, but fast food is tastier. There are chemicals in it that make it tastier. Therefore, it's government that are literally being upset the fact that we are liking something that does taste good and also there is constant advertising for it in front of us. And also, for the most common everyday family, it's cheaper. It is the cheaper option. Sorry, that ended up being a little bit of a... um, (laughs) talking about sort of like government stuff the thing is I'm very passionate obviously I've got a you know education around food um, especially the politics around food as well which has always really interested me so so much Um, so yeah it's just something to to note but anyway is addiction a lack of willpower that misconception is so far from the truth This is a really interesting misconception around mental health. Mental health struggles are inevitable. So there is nothing that you can do about it. Well, as we just said earlier, there's so much you can do for your mental health daily that you could label it as your mental health practice or you could not. Labels 
sometimes are very helpful sometimes the labels are added stress and pressure thing is also what I've realized that is reading you know many many different books around the world society how it's changed from years before mental health problems are on the rise as we know it's not uh, it's not uncommon we know this is a fact because mental health is on the rise because of the added levels of stress that have just unfortunately evolved as humans have evolved as things have evolved and progressed and changed mental health is also turning with that as well it's really hard to not again same with our physical health like life physically has changed therefore our bodies the natural bmi the body shape styles also change as well as the world progresses and it's very hard to say I'm not going to change with the times thing is with mental health I guess we are getting so 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 much better recognizing when we are having issues because so many more people are having issues the thing is is mental health problems and conditions inevitable no but we have to be far more on top of it than we were ever before because unfortunately life is just throwing us constant weapons and machinery of what feels like mental health destruction and we do have to battle it unfortunately a little bit every day. I don't like being involved in a world that really makes it feel very hard to be human. It is hard to be human. We should have a lot more compassion around people that do it be human every day do all the humany things even in this way of world even in this way that the world is it's very hard to be human so mental health isn't inevitable but compassion all the way for people who do have it and there's lots that you can do to support and strengthen your own mental health so another misconception around mental health is that people with strong support networks don't need therapy now Everybody knows a strong support network is like very, very, very important. I've seen this happen for me very recently where I've been able to have people that I am around and close to that I can say in all honesty, in black and white, in the raw world is, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm just letting you know. And people are there for me, it's great. And I'm very, very fortunate. But do I still believe that people with strong support networks should go and get therapy absolutely therapy is that really unbiased support I can offload without feeling like I'm weighing them down and that's really important you also as empathetic creatures as well as people who can be very understanding around how we affect other people especially like me I'm a very overthinker I you know again as someone autistic it's very it's almost like the opposite of how I should be but I'm very astute to the fact that how I think and feel and when I tell other people could have also an impact on them as well and the thing is with people who we have friends we have friends we have friends we need our friends we should never feel guilty or shame that we're bringing people down but of course we do end up inevitably naturally feeling like we could be bringing people down because we feel down I've also been taught as well my feelings are my feelings and I of course have sympathy for people who are struggling but they don't have to affect my feelings and I also have to reiterate that to other people when I tell people my sadness I also tell people you know I'm feeling really sad today but listen I just need your support but equally if you've got something good going on celebrate it tell me about it because I want to hear your happiness as well and you know you're here to support me you're not here to take on my feelings as well 
Again, is that easier said than done? Yes. But do I always have to remind the people that I share my sadness with? Yes, I will tell them that I'm feeling down, I'm feeling like this, I need you as my support. But also, you can have your own separate feelings and if you're in a good place, stay there, help me, pick me up. I'm not going to drag you down. And that's what is really important about having strong friends around you that also have hopefully good strong you know mental health as well and equally the roles can reverse and change and when you're feeling stronger and in that really good strong mental headspace and they're feeling down it is the same you don't need to lower yourself your mood your mindset just because other people around you are and the same when it goes to yourself so it's really important that you do go and seek therapy because again, it's talking to that person who you know you don't have to worry about dragging down. They're a therapist, they're ready, that's their job. And also they have very good sound advice and things that, that, again, our friends might not tell us because they're worried it's gonna upset us or they think actually like, I don't think they're strong enough to hear this. Your therapist will tell you stuff, even if it might, not, I don't wanna say hurt your feelings, but even if you think, oh shit, that's, that's hit a bit close to home. They're gonna tell if you think it's good for you to hear which again is like really important because we don't always want to be, you know, cuddled and molly cuddled and not have someone look after us and tell us how like shit really be sometimes. You need that. I need that. (laughs) Oh, I really enjoy those kind of like nice beefy chats. And as I say, mental health doesn't have to be tough but also there is so many different opinions on it isn't there and there's so many and misconceptions don't always come from that negative place it comes from again the the lack of people that talk about such things so if there's one thing that this podcast is all about is talking about such things so on that note it is self-reflection question time and today's self-reflection question time is oh yes 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 to this question this is such a great question okay what have i accomplished recently that would have shocked me a year ago well i've got to say i've got i've got i've got to say this i went traveling i went solo traveling solo backpacker traveling for 7 months a year ago i had planned this trip but did I really see myself doing it no I was freaking scared I was very scared and in all honesty there was many a moments where I didn't really want to go and I was like oh shit I don't really want to do this but I'm very proud of myself and as I say like a a year ago two three four five years ago something like this wasn't on the cards for me it just really wasn't it wasn't even something I could pretend to do so for that I'm extremely proud of thank you so much for listening I've really hoped you enjoyed this chat this episode and I will see you next time whenever that will be okay bye for now (laughs) 